the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God was teaching Abram to be satisfied with him alone. And when we submit to the disciplines of a life of faith, he teaches us to be satisfied with him as enough. He's our all in all. If we have God, we don't need anything else. He is indeed our very great portion. Hi there, and welcome to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. We are continuing our journey through Genesis, and today we turn our attention to chapter 15. It's a great conversation between Abraham and God, and it is an even greater answer by God to encourage Abraham and us as well. With more, here's Pastor Layton on today's study, verse by verse. And so chapter 15 consists of a conversation between God and Abram in which the narrator occasionally pauses and explains certain events. You know, these interchanges or conversations are very rare in Scripture. And at first glance, it might appear that this is a conversation between friends, as in peers, But Abram never lost his respect for the one with whom he shared this remarkable relationship. Now, in this chapter, we find that Abram had three great concerns, and God addressed all of them. His first concern was for safety, then an heir, and then the promised land. And God addressed the first concern in verse 1. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your very great reward. Now notice that it was God who initiated this conversation. And Genesis is a book of first times. And this is the first time that we find the phrase, the word of the Lord came. That phrase is used more than a hundred times in the Old Testament. The faith that conquers fear is faith in the word of God, not faith in feelings. Also note that God addressed Abram by name. The God who knows the names and the numbers of the stars knew Abram's name. And he also knows your name. And he knows my name. And he is concerned about our needs. God came to provide comfort and encouragement. He began the conversation saying, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I am your shield. I will protect you. And I am your great reward. That reward part was probably in reference to Abram's refusal to take any of the plunder from the four kings. And what God says is your reward will be very great. But note that all that Abram got for all of his labors was God. Was God. God was teaching Abram to be satisfied with him alone. And when we submit to the disciplines of a life of faith, he teaches us to be satisfied with him as enough. He's our all in all. If we have God, we don't need anything else. He guides, he provides, he protects. He is everything we need. Amen. 
And this is also the first time we find the words fear not in the Bible. I'm told that they appear 365 times. That's a lot of fear nots. That's one for every day of the year. Why? Because humans fear an awful lot, don't we? Well, uh, every time that God or an angel appears in the Bible, this is the first thing that comes out of their mouth, fear not. And that would make an awful lot of, ex- uh, of sense because such events are unexpected and outside of normal. And things that are beyond our control tend to cause such a reaction. But there may have been other reasons as well why Abram was afraid. In the aftermath of that great battle and victory, Abram experienced doubt and fear. And that's not uncommon in the human experience. Elijah, for instance, suffered similar effects after his victory over the priests of Baal at Mount Carmel, even fleeing into the wilderness and asking God to let him die. So Abram here was tired and fearful and despondent. And he also had reasons to fear reprisals from those eastern kings. They might return with even bigger armies because eastern kings would not take to defeat lightly. And they might return in order to save face. And so after emotional mountaintops, oftentimes come a valley. God's remedy for Abram's fear was to promise, I, I am, I am thy shield and thy exceedingly great reward. You know, God's I am is a perfect solution for mankind's I am not. I am not. You see, your faith, your life is only as big as your faith. And your faith is only as big as what you put your faith in. And if you spend all of your time looking at yourself in the mirror, you're going to get discouraged. But if you look to God, by faith, you will be encouraged. Protection and provision are blessings that the world is seeking. And politicians promise it whenever they're running for office. Candidates offer uh, voters protection from war, danger on the streets, as well as provision for jobs and health care and education and old age. Some of those promises are kept, but many of them are forgotten. Almighty God is the only one who can offer you protection and provision, and he always keeps his promises. Amen? Amen. You know, we have a, a, an advantage over, uh, over Abram because we have a historical perspective that Abram, or that made, that, that Abram did not have. We, we've seen how God has been faithful to guide and provide and protect many generations over thousands of years. And we have seen that with God, nothing is impossible, just like the angel said. But remember that Abram doesn't have the benefit of our historical perspective. He is in a situation, he is well past his prime, Sarah is well past her childbearing years. And, and how are they supposed to bear a, a son who would be the heir? Well, verses 2 through 5, God addresses this second concern. But Abram said, O sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but a son coming from your own body will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the heavens and count the stars if indeed you can count them. 
Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Again, Genesis is full of first times. This is the first time Abram speaks to God. And he was very careful to address God as Lord God, emphasizing that God was the master and he was the servant. He would not allow the distress of his present circumstance to compromise his respect for God. So God deals with him very lovingly and tenderly. He said, this man will not be heir for your very own son will be your heir. Now, three times previous, God had promised that Abram would have a multitude of descendants. That was initially in chapter 2, verse 2, when he was called out of Ur of the Chaldees. And then in chapter 12, verse 7, when he was at Shechem in Canaan. And then in the last chapter, when he was looking out over the promised land in every direction. Abram's concern was not just for he and his wife, although like all Eastern couples, they wanted children. His concern was for working out God's plan. You see, God had a glorious plan, and God had made a very gracious promise, but God didn't seem to be doing anything about it. Abram and Sarah were getting older, and time was running out. You know, the Bible says, wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. And waiting has always been hard for believers. Always has. Believers wonder if they heard the promise correctly or if the promise really did come from God or if they need to do something in order to help God fulfill the promise which is one of the solutions that Abram and Sarah were considering because that comes up in the next chapter one of the basic lessons in the school of faith is that God's will must be fulfilled in God's way in God's time God did not expect Abram and Sarah to figure out how to have an heir. He just asked them to be available so that he could accomplish his purposes in and through them. And what Abram and Sarah did not realize, but what was later revealed to us in Scripture, is that God was intentionally waiting for them to be as good as dead so that God alone would receive the glory for a miraculous conception. You know, it's good for us to share our concerns with the Lord, even though what we're saying might seem evidence of unbelief or impatience, because God is not deaf to our questions, nor is he unconcerned about our feelings. The Apostle Peter wrote in 1 Peter 5, 7, Cast all your anxiety on him. Why? God cares for us. God did not rebuke Abraham. Instead, he gave him the assurances that he needed. God made it clear that Abraham alone would be the father of the future heir, and then that heir would be the father of so many descendants that nobody would be able to count them. Somebody well said, when the outlook is bleak, try the uplook. When the outlook is bleak, try the uplook. You see, Abraham had been looking around for the solution. What he needed to do was look up for the solution. It's estimated that there are a hundred billion stars and they keep discovering more. Recently I'm told, I read an article somewhere that uh, they pointed the world's most powerful telescope up into the sky at a point of light that they thought was a star. Guess what they found? A whole galaxy of stars. 
a whole galaxy of stars. And the one with whom Abram was speaking is the creator of every one of them. Now, God didn't say that Abraham would have that many descendants, but what he said is there'd be so many that they could not be counted. So whether he looked down at the dust, as God mentioned in Genesis 13, or he looked up at the sky and saw the stars, he would be reminded of God's promise and be encouraged. This promise was repeated again in chapter 22 and then reaffirmed to Isaac in chapter 26. Verse 6. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited to him as righteousness. Now that is precisely what the Apostle Paul tells us as he refers to this passage there in the book of Galatians. Now there is much more ground to cover, and we will do so in the next couple of broadcasts as we explore this very important chapter, Genesis 15. Questions about today's program, we would invite you to visit our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. It's there that you'll be able to reach out to us and learn more about Church of the Highlands right here in San Bruno. Again, highlands.us. That is the place you can even drop us an email from and address your questions there. Tomorrow more in Genesis 15. Join us then for study verse by verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.